Hello and welcome to Enter the Dragonair's Den. I am Taco Dog, along with my co-host Jet Force Gemini. Hello there. And we are coming to you live from Blackthorn City. The best place in Johto to just hang out. It's also got a natural AC year-round. So, welcome to our podcast. We both decided to jump in and kind of talk about our Self Arena Factions experience since we're just off of our very first season and very first cycle. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Jet, who is going to go ahead and talk about his experience. So take it away, Jet. <laughs> All right. I'm Jet Force Gemini. I've been playing Sylph since the very first, very first season, very first cup. I've got that Boulder Cup experience, but didn't jump into factions until just this year. I did some go team up and that was new and i did one other team format i think but it was the first time of being on a real team and uh there was a lot to learn especially just around how to be helpful and how to how to how to even build teams i think was very different from the normal cups and formats there was a lot of variability just built into the fact that your build from the previous week got straight on your sylph card and your opponents would be able to see that when building their teams which was revealed a week ahead so you had to be pretty on the ball about how you wanted to rotate through your available options and how to take advantage of the pokemon that your opponents like to use and there were quite a few successes and a couple stumbles when I finally got to an opponent that changed up his team. But mixed in there, quite a bit of new Pokemon and unique picks. And it was overall just a lot of fun to have these matches to look forward to every week. I found overall a lot easier to keep track of people or just like track them down I guess. Like all of our opposing team captains made it very easy to find our opponents and I couldn't ask for more than being tagged with my opponent right there in a designated channel. As for helping other people scrim, like I guess the balance for me was also how to learn to help people team build when I wasn't super familiar with their specific meta, especially like in the field positions. Like they were very similar, but had just slight variation. I found that once they had an opposing team to practice against that made it a lot easier like i have most of these pokemon built so it wasn't too hard at that stage like oh okay i can show up and do some scrim battles but going into the week it was a lot harder for me personally to kind of just hold space for people especially the master and ultra league slots to innovate <laughs> it's like i was spending a lot of time team building just on my own so i didn't have a lot of attention to give to the team building side apart from if they sent over just like a pv poke team builder sheet it's like oh how do you feel about being that weak to walrein or something else super common that seemed like a, a really obvious thing to point out but apart from that it felt like the, the best i could do was just show up sort of after the fact and be helpful just in that final stage leading into the battles themselves and what was your position did you mainly play when you were fighting in factions? Was it like one of the field metas or was it like the open, one of the open metas? Yeah, so I, I played entirely 
the Great League open slot. Uh, going in, I just assumed, because I played so much of the self-metas, that I would be one of the field specialists, but I just kind of took over for our, our, our good captain that had the spot in the first week and then kind of had to jostle himself out of there. And then I stuck around until I had to, you know, take my couple weeks off at the end. So what you're saying is you didn't plan a violent coup and just like put him on the bench, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not personally. It was, it was the whole, the whole ship. We all, you've been voted off, of the, voted out of the starting lineup. <laughs> well, um, what would, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about either starting a factions team or looking to uh, get into? looking to get into self-arena factions if they've never done it before. Well, if, if they're on the fence about it in general, I would say to go for it. The format has been really fun, and it's I, I feel like it's also got a lot more variability than even the regular self-cups, because you more or less need a new team every week, even if you're staying in the same slot. Okay, and even though like you were fighting in the open Great League, were there any Pokemon that kind of like surprised you? Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe my opponent is actually running this really, really well. There were, there were a few things that started to creep up at the end, and I found myself kind of comparing it to the Play Pokemon events and wishing that they had a restricted format like is in Factions, because it made people use things that weren't just within the top 20. Like, they, they pushed you outside and into a more creative space, so something like Golbat was probably the thing that showed up more than anything that was a little surprising at first but when you looked at the restricted meta itself just lent itself to enough of those matchups that it made sense to use it to cover a lot of the things that you were definitely going to see because that restricted list just covered everything that you would normally encounter in open great league i kind of like kind of looking at the amount of gold that was used it kind of reminded me of a of a budget needle queen pick because of that poison uh that poison fang right yeah i mean poison fang makes all the difference in the world and then also just having a flying type i mean helps a ton you you do have to play around something like a metacham because you're taking advantage of the fact it's a fighting type and you do have shadow ball to hit the psychic side but they have basically guaranteed one move that's going to hit you super effective so it's it's one of those like it's kind of a good matchup as long as you're ahead on yields or energy or both, or at least can get them into a compromising situation. That's not as misled that you brought to the the table. I, I don't. You, have you ready? Questions. You ready to talk about your experience? Oh your, yeah. your very first cycle. I'm totally ready and totally not. So steal so, Mister Mister Taco Dog. Tell, t- tell me about how that very first cycle went for you. So my favorite part of the entire first cycle was we got our captain to change the name from Bowler and the Gang to the Angry Bottoms. I was just happy that that was just a meme that we channeled all the way to the end of the cycle. To, almost, almost from day one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> from to the point where like there were people in the tournament server asking, saying, "Is this a new team?" Oh no, they just changed their name. Never mind. They probably well, and that 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 was pretty significant just because. For the most part, I I just assumed that wasn't something you could do because no one 
did really <laughs> i know i thought the team was just supposed to be locked in but but we learned so much we honestly did for those of you that are unaware or that you know don't uh follow self that much the there was a every week the writers for the faction sports network or F fspn it's totally not a play on words to espn but whatever they write about who's doing well who's not doing well or at the beginning of the the cycle we our team was placed into the bracket called show me something because apparently or we didn't do too hot last season for like we struggled in field metas or struggled in open couldn't i couldn't quite pull up all of them so we ended up dominating our first win and you know first like we didn't get we didn't get too much of a nod we just kind of got like smack talked a little bit like for for uh for round two or for bout number two we had we fought up against somebody that was supposed that was favored to win the favored to win the sorry the tier and we ended up winning and we're like okay so we've won two wins in a row it probably isn't a fluke like i think we've shown a little bit and by the third week we had won pretty handily again and still it was just like well we don't know if uh we don't know if bowler in the gang is really up to snuff and so i think it was myself where i said y'all i'm about to like channel my inner angry bottom energy and i'm just gonna like ride that all the way until we win when the win the tier and then i think uh our teammate moist donut and yourself picked it up and then we even got the captain uh they started a hashtag bottoms to the top or something along those lines and i think by like bout number seven or eight like towards the tail end of the cycle we we decided to change the name and i was just like wow this meme has become a reality oh wait no i forgot i'm supposed to talk about like my experience with with still factions not just the shenanigans that have happened <laughs> i mean shenanigans are definitely an experience uh so i i was invited to join after it was after you because i remember like stalking the page and i was like oh jet's in there i know him because he came to my he came to my home community and he swept our tournament like three years ago or like four years ago in like season one of self which was still pretty cool <laughs> i promise i have a pretty good memory so i decided to join up and then i also saw that there was another teammate who was the original regional winner for 20 for the 2021 in the canton missouri server and i was like oh so we got jet who's really good we got this other guy i forget his name but i know he plays in the the chicago server i was like well bowler's pretty good because i fought him in self and he's taking a game or two off of me so i don't understand how a team could be like kind of perform on the on the the shaky side but i'm like okay we have some ups and our down and then i saw that the, the regional winner had left and I was like oh my gosh okay um we're not gonna panic or anything we're just gonna throw a Hail Mary and see who comes with us and I was super if it makes sense now why I didn't know who you were talking about <laughs> no worries it's like wait who was this that? was like way before the way before registration had started when I was just kind of like chatting up Bowler Jeffrey and Sox that's like what is factions what's going on I have no idea what this is. I'm gonna be a total noob. And I think like the biggest sh like shock for me was you have to pick a different, or not, you don't have to, but it's highly recommended that you pick a different team or a different core every single week and you could stream your battles and like kind of get some help, which coming from somebody who's spent the last four years just battling for myself and individual self, I didn't know how to play on a team. <laughs> and so just kind of like seeing, I didn't want to stream 
yet. I just ended up recording my battles and then like posting on them and people would kind of critique what I did wrong or what I did well to do this, but don't do that. But like the hardest, I think the hardest part for me was finding a creative way to play different Pokemon in the meta, in the field, because I was I was Alchemy Field. I probably should have mentioned that at the start, but I had originally signed on to be an alternate. I was like, yeah, I'll play. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do my best. That's all I can really give them. And then you played like all but one week, right? Yep. Uh, and then I ended up... <laughs> so fun fact, I ended up winning seven of my nine bouts. And then I play, I didn't play one week and I count that as a tie, but ties don't really do anything. So I guess I was seven, one and one or seven, one and out of eight matches, according to some of the, the, the data that was pulled. Um, a, str- a strong showing either way. My, my only loss, unfortunately, was I put up zero points on the board one week because I did not have an answer to a Shadow Alolan Marowak that week. Yeah, that was that was the new threat. Yeah, I was I was very uh, I was like I can totally play around the Shadow Alola Marowak. It's super glassy, and then I'm like, oh, I just got three would Cool. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> but I think that about sums up my experience with the first bout. The the first cycle. Yeah, that the first cycle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I promise I know how to how to speak English. <laughs> I know the words for this thing that we're talking about. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what Cycle 2 brings in and I really think that we can I really think that our team can be in the can be considered for promotion uh, and finish in the top 4. We finished 10th out of 31 teams. Yeah, we'll we'll say 31 teams for now. Someone will correct me on that later. For for a half and half team, I definitely call that a pretty big win to be ending in the top third. Definitely. I think we showed the riders something. <laughs> not not that they wanted to say that we showed them anything. <laughs> oh, you know, riders never like to be proven wrong. But yeah, I mean, especially when they're handling the entire conference, I feel like the the idea of spending more than a few sentences on open is already tough yeah open is the lowest tier. it's kind of where everybody starts out when you're new up until when i did uh, actually a deep dive into this i thought open tier was the hardest tier because uh the next tier is iron and every tier from iron to emerald you fight every single team round robin style unfortunately since there, there are so many open teams you fight a swiss style format and so there unfortunately will be some teams that may have had an easier time climbing up to, to the very top of the leaderboard and they end up winning certain games or, or certain uh, against certain teams that they may get uh, promoted over a team that's been basically running through a gauntlet of being a uh, fighting like the top 10 teams the entire bout long. It's one of the pitfalls of uh, Swiss format and everyone knows it kind of gets a little messy when you try to when you try to sort out who's going to do well when you have more than 10 teams. I mean, it's it's the advantage of starting sort of in the middle for a regular Sylph Cup also, where it's like you can, if you if you keep winning, like that's that's the whole buckles number at the end, right? Is, oh yeah, they, they swept the set, they, they took the 7-0 in this tournament, but they're only really the final match was against someone who also had a chance at it. Yeah, our... They, I, yeah, they call it buckles. Uh, I call it strength of schedule because I'm a huge NCAA football fan, and I hear that term get thrown a lot when people talk about like college football and who deserves what what ranking. And they're like, oh, the strength of schedule. They were fighting really hard opponents, so they deserve to be number one. Or ah, this team is 
this team may be 8-0, but their hardest their hardest team was they fought a 4-4 four and four team. It's above my pay rate, and I don't really feel a need to crunch that many numbers on it. <laughs> I, I guess I guess my follow-up, though, is, is are you anticipating people who get promoted on a weak schedule to immediately get demoted? Is, is that the term? <laughs> Oh, you mean, oh, yeah, demoted or relegated? Yeah, relegated, relegated back down the next cycle. Do you, do you think that they don't hold on to that foothold in iron very well? Well, I so I like for me, the way I looked at it was iron tier is a massive gong. It's like open tier plus. So open tier pro. Yeah, the pro version that you pay like $10 for to get rid of the ads. <laughs> um, you, you know that round robin you wanted? Well, listen to this. <laughs> So I think that at the end of the day, I don't. I think that the teams that won or that are getting promoted, I want to say half of them are going to stay up there, and the other half we're going to see them again in cycle three, assuming if assuming we stay in open tier. A, a terrible assumption, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go with like a half and a half. But I think by the end of cycle two, we'll be promoted to iron, and then we get to go through that gauntlet and show everybody that the angry bottoms are going to angry their way to the top. Cat, I, I actually kind of hope that this name sticks. <laughs> or if, if they make make us like add a Pokemon to it, we just keep the angry part and giraffe a rig or something. I was going to say, like, what's a Pokemon that's already like... I was gonna pick like the angry sticker like in the Facebook chat and then we put that on a poke we put that on like a phalanx or something and that's our mascot where it's just an angry phalanx just staring at somebody. Because they're already minion shaped so it's really just they need that face. We gotta get our designer on that like pronto. But I, I hope like I hope that one sticks. But yeah, I think that oh wait, I forgot I forgot to say my the unsung hero of like my or not the unsung hero, but there were some Pokemon that I hadn't built that were like apparently very meta relevant and I had to learn how to play them and I had no idea how to play them. For example, Sandslash, after the community day, Trevenant, Defense Deoxys. One there's there's some staples in there. Yeah. One team, or one thing that I really liked that was I was really surprised at because I picked this as a meme, but it did really, really well was Flygon. Specifically, Dragon Tail, Stone Edge, Flygon. I knocked down so many flyers, and I was not, I was not apologetic about it. You weren't, you weren't really expecting it to do great, but you're happy it did. Yes, yes, I am. It was, uh, it, it did so well that the Sylph team had to ban it from all three great league field field metas for this cycle and i'm totally not salty about it but i totally am salty about it it's not my fault that flygon deserves to be the number one po rated pokemon in pv poke i like how one of them is even supposed to be like the dragon field but flygon's not allowed i'm not crying <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh yeah all these dragons but no ground types so you know keep those to yourself you know what? I'm just gonna be angry. I'm gonna sit here in the corner, and I'm just gonna be very angry the whole cycle. <laughs> well, that's that. I think that counts as our hot take for Primeval Field is that this is an abomination without Flygon. Yeah. Actually, speaking of like Primeval, do you want to go ahead and introduce the the field metas for season two or cycle two? Yeah, because you know we we actually found out about them this week. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! But yeah, we, we've got Primeval to start with, which looks a little crazy just, just on the graphic as far as what you can and can't use. <laughs> 
so many pretty pictures and so little uh so yeah so many pretty pictures on this so yeah it, it only it only stays looking like a normal meta for about a hot second because you know we got okay it's got five typings but then three typings are banned and shadows and there's also just kind of a list of extra pokemon that are included <laughs> Extra Pokemon that don't quite fit the mold of the typings, but we're gonna allow them anyway because Spice but, Pigs. But you alive. know what? They look old. They look primeval. Dude, I don't know if we're looking at the same picture, but a Greedent does not look pretty primeval. It looks like a fat little squirrel that's just like, I want some I want to store my nuts for the winter. He was he was there when it all began. <laughs> Greedent's just like, I've seen some stuff, man. Him, licky licky, cast form. Normal cast form too. Yeah, and that's just normal cast form, right? Well, no, you can also because like since ice types are allowed, you can use a snowy cast form as well. Okay, okay. So there's two types of cast forms you can use, which is, I I don't think you can use them on the same team though. I could be wrong. Where it's just by by Pokedex number at that point. Yeah, and then Milotic, which I fought like maybe three of them my entire self career and gbl career um arbok is pretty spicy and then septile i I've, I've had such an issue with arbok since they singled it out for dragon tail as one of the actual in-game updates like that they had the dev notes for or i'm just like this is still an awful pokemon what what do you think is gonna happen here where it's just like to me one of the poster children for the disconnect between the people making the changes and the people who actually knew anything about what the changes would do you have you just have to kind of like there has to be somebody that works at niantic that like thinks arbok is the greatest pokemon of all time which is a lie because flygon can easily beat it it's a ground flygon's a ground type arbok's a poison type whoever's up there at niantic man like I'm sorry, you just can't do it. But <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it's impressive that he's his battle rating for against the the top meta for Primeval is just slightly below 500. Like his overall wins and losses are at a 50-50 for the one shield. But I have to imagine that's just because it's Dragon Tail Acid Spray. Dragon Tail, yeah. So like Dragon, uh, according to PV Poke, Dragon Tail Acid Spray, Dragon Pulse, which is interesting. Dark Pulse. Oh, Dark Pulse. Excuse me. Yeah, we're making. Yeah, uh, our box terrestrializing into a Dragon type now, guys. <laughs> He's got the scales for it. <laughs> but it's just so like it's according to this, it says it's technical and it has low shield pressure. If anyone can make an Arbok work, good luck. I, I mean, it's it's just it feels bad when a fairy type is like its worst matchup as a poison type at that point can you even consider it a poison type no and and i think that's the takeaway is it just functions as another pseudo dragon alongside milotic which was my favorite pokemon from my regionals team this this season so i'm i'm a big fan of, of the milotic especially if it's a dragon heavy meta or whenever steel types and especially if fairies are just banned 
Well, I was gonna say if you look at oh yeah, we haven't even gotten to the ban list either. So real quick, I, on... I mean, I was I was avoiding specifics. I was I was just gonna kind of like give a give a basic over overview and talk like yeah, okay, so wireless is at the top of another meta, but there's there's quite a few answers for it. And I, I, as as much as I'm joking just about it being a little convoluted, I like that the top fifty the score is still over eighty points for those picks. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. This is a very actually arc is the last one who has over 80 and it's ranked 66 yeah exactly so kind of feels a little bad when you have pokemon like bonsley that is ranked better than it or, or but XL that's that's Lily. also on the heels of pseudo Udo being rank three and bonsley effectively just being a copy of that well yeah because pseudo Udo, if you know counter you're going to be ranked really really high because that checks all the rocks all the ice and all the darks and the normals yeah. that are in the in the tier. Essentially, the only thing you're going to struggle with is that Tapu Fini. Yeah. Which is and Dedene maybe because it's also got some resistance, but not really. Oh yeah, Dedene is a is a fairy type going to make all the dragons run away and Arbok. You do you do still have to get to the player rough, but you you do get a little a little breathing room with the Dedene. That's fair, but actually my look. My Lodic looks like it's going to be a really good pick only because it's just so naturally tanky that I think it might be able to shrug off like Sceptile's Leaf Blades or the Dene's Discharge. I mean, really I well. wouldn't want to tank a Discharge on a full water type personally, but it does sit in a good spot as far as the stats just because it can still threaten out the things that it needs to and maybe tank one charge move, but... I wouldn't call it like anything too crazy bulky. It also is the Great League, so unless you're level 40 plus, you're not that tanky, right? Maybe. There's there's a few things that just land there based on their stats without going XL, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's a fair a fair take is that you can expect the bulk from the XLs and not from the other things. Right. I was also going to say it's a little odd that, um, so on the ban list, you got the steel types are banned, so that automatically takes out Registeel. And then they just also banned Regirock because, of course, they did. That one That one has been kind of a contentious Pokemon a few times just because it's low. Well, like, it does have access to Lock-On, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, its move pool can be Stone Edge, Earthquake, or Zap Cannon, right? Yeah, and it can also get the Focus Blast. Oh, man, that would be like my Mew pick. As like, what's I actually it don't know if it gets Zap Cannon. It, I'm looking at uh, PV Poke. So, it, so its moves are Stone Edge, Zap Cannon, and Focus Blast. And then Earthquake, you have to Elite TM it. Right, that was the limited yeah. release move. So like, just thinking about it, I'm sitting here going, so you ban all the Regis except Regis, who knows Blizzard, Focus Blast, Earthquake, and then Thunder as the as the elite TM move. I actually might try so to just, run Regis. Just no at debuff move. Yeah, if if you haven't played it before, the bulk is is nice, but it is a lot easier to obtain under 1500 as well. So it's it's not as limiting in that way like Regirock is, uh-huh. and it just isn't as oppressive as Registeel. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's uh. That's, good. that's a very interesting meta. I think that's one of the ones I want to do, just because it's new. It's hard not to call even the re- like quote-unquote repeat um, metas new because they've changed so much. Well, um, also, like, we, I guess, like, that can, we can kind of segue into the next one. The Timeless, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was December 2019's 
meta, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was the the mega tournament that me and a bunch of my buddies did in LA. It was a good time. That's the one where you told us don't sleep on Gastrodon. <laughs> yeah, that was when <laughs> I lost like round six to a Gastrodon. I was not thrilled. Dude, my team isn't, my team technically wouldn't be legal because I remember using, I used an Ivysaur, which was allowed. And then I had, I shorted up with Kingdra, Snow, and I want to say Ligon. Well, and that was the story of Timeless. The first round was on one hand you had the dragons, on another you had the grass types, especially razor leafers, and then you kind of had the in-between. There were and for the for the serious players, it felt like there were really only two options for the starter, either Venusaur or Charizard. So the cover you needed for the the quote unquote in-between I'm talking about is the dragon counter then so stuff like Lapras or um, just anything that could withstand the passive dragon breath damage so like you saw things like the poison dark start to creep in about then also right Did I and that's Drapion another one that has allowed. that has some spot bans here too i think right yeah drapion is out with the new changes dragons are out normal flying fighting and fairy psychic and steel and then yeah drapion used to be allowed but it was out needle queen used to be allowed but nobody used it because needle queen was a trash pokemon back then same with wall ring and now that they've had buffs and community day moves respectively they've been added to the ban list which i can understand because you know they're just so bammy mm -hmm. and you know without at least the way i'm looking at it without the steel type to kind of check the poison types at the door they would kind of run around rampant but also like i think if i remember correctly in the timeless you had to pick like one pokemon from each generation and then you were allowed to use gens one through five and then, like your sixth spot was like a wild card spot where you had to choose like ten poke like choose from ten Pokemon. Yeah, you needed a starter. I, I forget how all the restrictions work. Note a starter Pokemon exempt from type restriction. All Pokemon must be selected from Gen 1 through 5. Okay, so it was I think it was a starter Pokemon, and then you pick one you pick your second Pokemon from Gen 1, third from Gen 2, fourth from Gen 3, fifth from Gen 4, and then sixth from Gen 5. But that was like Now I have to check. That was three years ago. It's hard to remember all these metas. We we did have a slotted one like that. I just don't remember if it was uh, timeless. And then so timeless is actually really a really heavily favored one of mine. Uh, I remember going up against Mr. Doctor Pants in the like the championship, and I'm thinking, okay, I think I can finally beat him, and then he beat me, which made me a little sad, but. It, we, I, we just had to keep going and keep grinding. You'll get him next time. So the so what the the one you were thinking of is uh, Voyager Cup. Oh, okay. That yeah, that one was all the generation slots. The timeless, I'm pretty sure, was just you. Your locked slot was the starter, and everything else. You just had to kind of build around that. Um, as well as there were type restrictions as well. And it worked the same then that the starters didn't fall under those restrictions. So it was kind of a way to break those rules a little bit. Right. Which I think was why Charizard was cool then also. was like it was one of the only flying types available for that reason. <laughs> Wing attack Charizard for the win. Oh yeah. Like in, the day in the days before Elite TMs. So you really had to... 
have traded for it to have one at all. Right. Or just have have that very deep library of Pokemon. Yeah, and I knew that a lot a lot of players were upset during that time because they're like, oh well, I started playing in 2017 and I don't have a Wing Attack Charizard. And you, I don't actually know you could trade for it at the time. So the only advice that could be given was find someone that wants to and trade for it. I remember the version of that I encountered more than anything was just Last Resort Umbreon. Was hard to get a hold of if you didn't get it on the community today and <laughs> that was also a little bit of a tall order compared to when Eevee came back around later and had a full weekend was that you had to have walked it ahead of time to get the move and so for the most part random people didn't evolve it so they had to have known what they were doing. Right. But of course, like back then, PvP was still new. And I think everyone was trying to use their highest, like, attack IV Pokemon. And then one day somebody said, have you tried using less attack IVs? Because that determines combat power and more defense IV. And we all just went, what? And here we are four years later. There, I mean, there's still people who I have to explain that to sometimes. Or I skip if I overhear them asking about it. Or it's just like, there are so many good videos explaining why this is the way it is. Especially if they're coming from other Pokemon games where it just, it does not make any sense. Like, uh, for math people, like you and me like you know as soon as you see the formula like oh that's weighted a lot heavier i can get a lot more bulk if i don't have the attack but at the beginning yeah it's like why wouldn't i just use my hundos for everything unless and... you're using master league hundos are a bad idea in pokemon go <laughs> yeah with yeah with a few notable exceptions but um that was a general rule of thumb i use as soon as yeah as soon as you have an arbitrary combat power limit of 15 and 2500 you're gonna run into optimization um points even if the stats were valued more fairly i think yeah and of course you'll still have the pokemon that at the time when the level cap was 40 they would like you would try to get it to level 40 and still have like what a lot of people would consider trash ivs like azumarill azumarill's rank one used to be uh, 8 attack, 15 defense, 15 HP. And yep. now, well, that's level 50, you can get to like level 40, I want to say 48 and a half. With 0 attack and such and such HP. Yeah, it's it's like you can get the full bulk out of it now because of XLs. 0, 15, 15 at level yep. 45 and a half. I'll still take my level 30, I'll still take my level 39 Azumarill and use it to trash the entirety of the Great Lake. Well, the the pro-con conversation starts around something like Rise recently did a video where he was unknowingly running his 98 Metacham, and if you watch through, like, it was something like a crazy win streak. Oh, I um, saw that one. I know what you're talking about. And there were, there were several KOs he just wouldn't have gotten if he wasn't using the attack-weighted one. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know how I got this one, and then he goes, Oh wait, no, this is when I was using my 98 Metacham and not my optimi quote unquote optimized Metacham. Yep. So and that, and I mean that's that's just part of the conversation then is you you do lose something for all the bulk you gain and I think even after he noticed his mistake, like he kept using the Metacham just for that reason. Yeah, fifteen at the yeah, the, the newest meta, just letting everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to play, you got to play Ultra League, right? Or, yeah, if you want to play Flygon this year, 
or this side. Oh uh, no, no, you can't. Just is is that just the? Um... No, shut up. I'm telling you right now, Flygon is allowed in the Celestial Field. Oh, sorry. I saw the Mud Boy uh, icon and I was like, what? <laughs> Ground is banned again? <laughs> I saw that too and I freaked out and it says Mud Boys. Yeah. And I no. was like, oh, thank God, Flygon's allowed. You got you got real close. You towed the line on that one. Dude, I would have written a strongly worded letter to self and be like, unban my boy Flygon. I'll, I'll let you talk about the ultra league one I, I just want to say for timeless real quick i think i think cordilla is my boy you think Cordilla's i think your after boy? i think after summer cup and just how versatile it was this is gonna kind of function similarly at least in my brain so what so if you're gonna run cradle what would your starter be well and, and that's kind of why i like it is i think it fit like it isn't so much like even another grass starter that i would feel put off by running it as well ah so you're gonna run grass holes when i'm sitting here <laughs> <laughs> well is is a team with a cordillia really a grass hole team i mean those bullet seed and grass not so i would probably consider it you just you just run it in the front as your sub in bastiodon please don't talk about bastiodon <laughs> oh a- good news is it's also not allowed in any of the fields. This is a Bastion on free zone. This is a safe space. <laughs> and then just quickly, like, I uh, I still don't know how I feel about Sorceress because I loved the original, and this is... Every time I look, I'm noticing something different about it than, <laughs> than when I played it. Good news is I can still play my water gun Celio. Like, that's that's still legitimate. But two two of my other original team are just outright banned. Like, Metacham on a point ban, and then Steel, so Bronzong is also gone. But it, uh, it, it puts Shadow Beedrill up at the top for now. I guess this is also as good a time as any to say, like... This is all kind of a, a preliminary look because we got we got changes coming for sure for the next like just season of Pokemon Go for season twelve. Full stop. Yeah, for for the the go like they they're numbering them by Go Battle League season, but it's also just like season in the game. Oh yeah, season of Go. This one's yeah. gonna be season of Stay at Home. <laughs> season of we were wrong to not believe in you <laughs> well i think they might change this season because like it'll probably coincide with the release of uh scarlet and violet so it'll probably be season of studying because it's back to school time and pokemon scarlet and violet is totally not ripping off fire emblem three houses or anything just saying i mean i i would be thrilled if they ripped off three houses but to, to me it feels a lot more just that time is the the gimmick right is the past and the future or whatever yeah it was like season of heritage season of discovery season of go but yeah i, I feel like that feeds a lot into heritage so they're re- retreading themes it'll be it'll be interesting okay and then but the the big big point of that is just that we're gonna have move changes we're gonna have pokemon getting new moves we're gonna have moves getting rebalanced very likely around how centralized registeel has become again after it got the buffed zap cannon after um, it receives zap cannon but 
it did receive a nerf with flash cannon. Right, and and that kind of put it into what I felt was a much more balanced space. Like it wasn't anywhere near as oppressive as it was initially with that coverage. Like, okay, yeah, you could still get walled by an Alolan Marowak, but now even that isn't enough to firmly win the matchup. Yeah. Now you can you can't just, just a little harder. Yeah, you can't just have a Marowak and say, okay, I'm safe against Registeel. So I I expect a, a similar treatment again. I expect that Cannon is just gonna get another nerf like what happened to flash cannon despite so many other pokemon getting it like my my pipe dream is that registeel just loses zap cannon but obviously too many people are too invested at this point and unless they release a move on accident or like something gets a move that it shouldn't like when azumarill and camera up got mud shot for a little bit like <laughs> they haven't taken moves away apart from when they didn't actually have them in the main game, which was something that they stopped doing pretty early on. Like, I want to say even before Gen 2 dropped. Yeah, I think so. I think you might be right on that one. Because there were a few things like um, the Geodude family getting Mudshot when they never could, where obviously as a Go player, you know Mudshot is amazing. So you're like, oh, why why shouldn't that have Mudshot? Like, that would make it so good. But they, they can't get in the main series games, and so that was something they had to walk back. And point being, they, they haven't made it a part of their plan to remove moves. They just add more, so you have to use more charge moves to get them. But that's what the community days are for. <sighs> yeah, I guess if you just want to evolve a full new Pokemon. <laughs> no, it's about getting out and exploring with your friends. No, everybody just drives around in the cars and then they point out, oh, there's a Pokemon here. I mean, I, I go and meet my friends and we hang out, so it's it's a good time. But yeah, I know a lot Same. of people just do do their loops with the cars and stuff especially for i mean wait we don't if they're if they're ivy chasing we don't drive while playing pokemon go that's against the law ha 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 yep nobody does that nope we're all good we're, we're all good pokemon trainers but yeah i i again like just to kind of re- reiterate the first look i i like where they've landed on the scoring like i think you're gonna have a lot of good options for each of these metas I think it is slightly misleading that they gave them the old titles. Uh, I, I think they should have some kind of notation on them that really makes it obvious how changed they are from how they were prior. So, like, I, I think it would have been more accurate to do like a Timeless and Sorceress 2.0 because they are so different, especially if you played them before. Well, that, that is a that is a valid point. I do have to play devil's advocate and say that there are a number of Pokemon trainers who have started their journey after these metas, possibly after these metas came out. So they're not going to quite remember it, or they're not going to quite know of that unless like somebody who's played from season one, like your like you and me. Are gonna be like, hey, this isn't quite the same, but we can't just kind of like hate on it because <laughs> I mean, okay, so like me personally, I don't think we should hate on it completely because we're in a new system with uh, the factions, and so this technically has never been done before, or like this specific meta, unless I'm completely wrong because I didn't play in season one. And if that's the case, I will admit I'm wrong. But like for timeless and sorceress, for an individual, yeah, they're completely different. But one thing that's gonna get missed is instead of we have one we have one brain working on trying to build a team 
we have 10 brains trying to work together to create the big brain energy to make sure that like the best teams come at it. Or like those sleeper picks. Yeah. Picked we up early. We can't quite smooth brain the oh timeless and sorcerer shouldn't be called this because they're different. They're not met they're not the, the timeless cup or the sorceress cup. They're the timeless field and the sorceress field. That's big brain that's big brain thonking if you ask me. Alright. <laughs> they 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 do have that field word on them and and yes they they would have probably gotten the backlash if they named them something entirely new like you just took that and made it a little different i mean is a rainbow is i mean fusion cup kind of reminded me of rainbow cup a little bit but a lot of people didn't quite make that connection until like a lot of the people from like season one were like hey wait a second wasn't the same meta but it was eerily similar yeah i feel like that was more just a coincidence like the the pokemon ended up being the same but the methodology was super different yeah and also we didn't have like when fusion cup or when rainbow cup was first announced we didn't have a fairy fast move in the game charm didn't come out till jungle cup the month after so like that that definitely was a little different what a world that was I remember because I decided to actually use Wigglytuff as a joke. Pre-Charm. Charm was released July of 2018, and boy was it a, a, one of the most divisive moves that have come out of this game. I think I think we're due for another very fast move. That's that's my that's my hot take for what's coming. It's gonna be Draining Kiss. Oh wait, I think that's I mean, already a charge move. It it is already a charge move. Okay. I wouldn't hate if they changed that and like all like that that is another whole section of moves that hasn't been given what I consider final treatment yet, especially since we're moving into a lot of buffs and debuffs still with obstruct that the the drain moves that would normally restore health or status or whatever it is haven't really gotten any polish yet. A lot of them exist in the game master, they're just not pushed through. Hey, wait, are you talking about Game Master, like, data mining? Because that's against TOS, Jeff. I'm just saying... I know. We're not those moves. We're just reporting on it, which is not against yeah, TOS. Those, those moves just happen to be in there. But it's 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 just a, it's a treasure trove yet to be explored. That's fair. I'm going to go ahead and Do dive. you want to talk about Celestial briefly? Yeah, actually, because this is the only one where the legendary Pokemon itself, Flygon, is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> So, in the Ultra League, which is CP2500, yay, they're getting a brand new field instead of an open Ultra League. You're allowed to use dragons, yay, flyers, yay, ghosts, also yay, normal psychics, meh, rocks, and uh, water. And then the Pokemon that don't really fit the mold of like that would be Scissor, Durant, Alolan Muck, Skunk Tank, Drapion, and Overquill, the Submarine Mine, which- Brand new. Yeah, I'm really surprised. It's like one of the new ones that are allowed. And then of the course- The $10 evolution. <laughs> and then of course, bands, you got your Megas, your Mud Boys, which made my heart sink when I saw that ground typing before I read it. And I'm like, Flygon, you better not be banned. I'm gonna cry. And Turned then, like, out it was all okay. <laughs> it's okay, I need my emotional support, Flygon. And then of course, Giratina, Obstagoon, Wallring, Trevenant, Mandibuzz, and Defense Deoxys are banned just outright, as well as Fairies, Fires, and Fighting, and the Mud Boys. Looking off the bat in PV Poke, which once again, these are subject to change due to a possible move rebalance has not been confirmed or denied by Niantic. It's it's gonna happen. But yeah, we know it's gonna happen. You've got Regirock as 
rated as the number one Pokemon. Cressalia, Licky Licky, Snorlax gets two slots, which is technically illegal. Four as a shadow form, five regular. Flygon gets the same treatment, also illegal. The normal Flygon is better than the shadow Flygon because shadows just aren't as cool looking and Flygon is already perfect as is and doesn't need a shadow bonus. So you're not gonna use the shadow one? No. No, I'm not. I'm gonna use the regular one and just earthquake everything as nature intended. Just as Arceus intended. Dra XL Drapion is allowed in this one. Samurott and Goudreau round up the top 10. And then Lapras and Gliscor are gonna be 11th and 12th. One thing that's interesting is aside from Regirock, uh, Regirock and Chrysalia, the legendary Pokemon are actually ranked pretty well in this meta. Some notable features, Zekrom is 13th. Dialga is 31, Shadow Zapdos is 39, Articuno and its shadow form are 43rd and 60th, and all the way down up until uh, Shadow Latias has a battle rating of 80 and it's ranked 91st. But like Palkia, Lugia, Latios, Origin Giratina, Regular Zapdos, Kyrim, which I forgot was released in raids, Suicune, <laughs> and Yveltal are also allowed, which may make for some interesting plays. I haven't really seen legendary, this many legendaries allowed and be rated semi-well since Open Master League. Yeah, you've got two of the stronger ones banned, so it makes a little room. Yeah, which is, I think is gonna be really well. This this certain field is gonna work out really well. I think it'll push some great league field specialists to kind of make the jump into ultra. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably try it out for a spell if uh, I'm, if our captain will allow it, which I think they will. I'll just say- I think if you, I think if you ask that counts as good enough. I can just say, look, Flygon is allowed. It is the god of all Pokemon. It can beat Arceus fire single-handedly. You should let me play it. I'm just saying Flygon is the proper Pokemon. Especially with Watering Band, like when when is Flygon gonna have this good of a look? So like Flygon itself, because it's a dragon type and a ground type, it's already gonna resist the rocky boys. It's gonna take neutral damage from the water. It's gonna hit the poison types that have snuck its way in. And depending if uh, well, PD Poke says run Earth Power because it's the most optimal set. But if you run a Stone Edge Flygon, you can also take down the Flyers and hit Caesar and Durant for some pretty massive damage. I'm just saying that Flygon, even though it's ranked number six, it should really be ranked number one. It is the best dragon out there. I think, I think I'm ready to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it also says run Dragon Tail, but I'm thinking of maybe running Mudshot. So, and then Master League, here's something that's really interesting for Master League. Mega Pokemon are gonna, some Mega Pokemon are gonna be allowed. Mega Venusaur, Mega Charizard X, and Mega Blastoise specifically are gonna be added, but they're gonna be moved to the restricted list. And then Mega Beedrill will be an unrestricted pick and be allowed in the open Master League. So I guess now I have a reason to burn off the, the 3000 plus energy that I've been receiving from just spinning stops in my area of Beedrill, of Beedrill energy. That was, it was so confusing the first time I saw that. I was like, I, I spun a gym. Why did I get Beedrill energy? because they had to find a reason to use it. And then Jet, since you're in the great open, since you fought an open great league, do you wanna kind of run us through any changes that have happened this time? Yeah, I, I mentioned just in my kind of opening thoughts on factions that the ban lists were kind of breeding creativity just because you had to fill the back half of your team. And I like the move they made here where they made all of 
the very most used restricted picks and even shorter restricted lists where you get to pick one. So it gets to disrupt a lot of the common combinations that existed kind of within those teams. So you can't just use the same three and have the others as bench pressure anymore. Right, right. One thing that's really interesting is one thing that they added is they banned the Galarian birds for right reason because they have like a 3% spawn rate and a 0.9% catch rate and like a 90% flea rate. So if you have one of those, go play the lottery if you're old enough. If you have one of those and aren't old enough to play the lottery, just play Go Battle League. Yeah, play Go Battle League because you won't get lagged that day. And then they banned Buzzwall and Sneasler in the Great League meta and in the fields, which I that was pretty cool uh, yeah i mean i i have a buzzwall because i went to seattle but yeah the sneezler and all of the other low level egg hatch shenanigans i feel like needed something and this is a decent response but i i hope that it becomes something that gets looked at by niantic instead <laughs> just because like it's so convoluted. You know, I was about so I was re-looking at the celestial field and I saw that rock types were allowed. And I was like, oh, what if Hisuian Arcanine is allowed? But then I remembered like no fire types are banned. Never mind. Yeah, it's 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 already limited just by typings. Yeah. But I mean that design looks super cool. Little uh little pin. Yeah, I wanna use it at least one time. Alright. <laughs> the next thing. What is the next thing? So I guess so the next thing would be in-game news, specifically in PvP relevant. So currently right now, we're in the middle of the Pokemon World Championship event. It's just super PvP relevant. Yeah, go watch it on Twitch if you can. If not, go watch the VODs because I doubt if you're in the central, if you're in central time, you're waking up at 3 a.m. to watch it. Well, there's the actual event, but then there's also all the spawns, which are either relevant for Great League or Ultra League or Master League. It's just you kind of have that whole sprinkle of these are all the Pokemon they're using. Go get them. And then if you evolve them and if they had a, a certain, if they had a community day move, you get that community day move. Yeah, that's that's the short list that really matters. Yeah, I tested it out with my shiny shadow Metagross and it worked. I was super happy, but I was also very dumb and I did my research. I did the special research that you can get via the code that changes like once an hour. Mm -hmm. And I got to my encounters, like my Talonflame encounter, my Venusaur encounter before 10 a.m. They did oh, not no. have their community day moves. I, I don't know that Venusaur could, but that's kind of an oversight on their end. Yeah. It was a little saddening, but I have a rank 12 Venusaur in Great and Ultra, and then my Talonflame wasn't too good, so it just became candy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just another opportunity to share the wealth, though. Like, I know Bulbasaur has had the couple rounds of Community Day now, and... Well, we all know Bulbasaur is the best starter of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People people really like to rub that one in. <laughs> it didn't even need it's like, look at... Like... Look at its stats. <laughs> It knows chloroform, it's hidden ability. It can put you to sleep. <laughs> Forever. So yeah, that event's going on. If you Who, need your PvP relevant Pokemon, or even candy for like your XL mons, go get some. I, I was gonna ask, who is your top pick for winning worlds? Or do you have a couple contenders in mind? Okay, so because I'm biased towards North America, I have to pick King Kang or Rise to the Occasion as my like favorite picks as like my favorite picks to win the whole thing. Uh, according to the very early bracket that was listed as pending, they are 
if they if they all if they continue to win, uh, they're projected to meet in the fourth round. And loser will go into the losers bracket and fight all the way to the grand finals where they'll fight again. That's all I got. Gotta 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 have that dream rematch at the end. Yeah, that's that's what it, they had in the last chance qualifier in wave two. They had the rematch. So so insane. Have to win a back to back. Yeah. Have you noticed that like in all in like the in the North American regionals, the person that goes down into the losers bracket, like in like winners finals or like winners semis, fights back to grand finals and re- has reset the bracket every single time. Um. I think with the exception of Cindy, but still two well, every time. It's pretty nice. Was its accent at NAIC? Does that count? You know, I really don't know because I didn't watch NAIC. So, so I know, I know there was a potential setup, but I, I think he just won the first match that he had at the finals. Gotcha. But he's 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 obviously a, a top contender. And then uh, he actually runs into Cindy round two, so that's going to be interesting. And then I gotta, I just gotta put my shout out for for Zephy Mastix. The, German. I'm not familiar with them, but if you're on board, <laughs> if you're on board with them, then so am I. He, he's potentially up against Rise in round three, so Ooh. it'll be it'll be a heads up for our picks. Yeah, I think it's just because like I don't really follow too much of the battlers, which kind of makes me a little sad. But sorry for our friends listening across the pond. I don't follow the European circuit that much. The American circuit's hard enough for me to keep track of. I played a few of the Colwyn Bay tournaments, and so that's how. I got to know some of their names early. Gotcha. And they also, I think, were playing in some of the New York tournaments as well. Right, right, right. Alrighty then. So that's my a little dive into my lack of PV no- PvP knowledge. <laughs> I gotta battle more. <laughs> well, on on that note, what what are you excited for with the uh, Pokemon Go Fest 2022 finale event? Oh, you know, with all these events happening in August, I forgot this was a thing. I had to go back and like reread on it because I read it a week ago, uh, and then I just put it on the shelf. Uh, I'm gonna do a really hot take. I'm not interested in Axew, even though I have the ticket. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna really be looking for the XL candy for my Stunfist, and then another a perfect Scyther. I'm gonna be hunting that a little bit for the Mega for a better Mega Caesar. I've got a 96 Caesar that I can Mega evolve, but I really want. I'm really looking for that hundred. I'm I'm in the same boat on that one, and I have a few Pokemon like that that are either potential Megas or potential potential for Ultra League, like a Joltik or the Stunfisk, where it's just like, well, I've got a 98, but a Hundo is just better. Why why would I? I mean, yeah, it makes me feel better, but like just full stop, it is an improvement versus like Great League, like you at least have some trade-offs with different IVs. You can have maximized bulk for a certain attack IV and feel okay about it because you're sitting at 1500. You're like, this is fine. It'll probably help me win CMP or something. But then for anything level 40 and above, like in in the wider scheme, it's just like sometimes the hundo is just the best and that's why I need it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I do have a 98 Metagross that I've been sitting on, but I have it tagged as a Mega Evolution for right now when Mega Metagross gets released into the game. Um, I've kind of been going through my backlog of Pokemon and just like giving them the tag. So even though like they can't Mega yet, they're already ready. Well, and that'll be a nice one, a nice option for Steel types because those are pretty non-existent so far, except for Steelix. Yeah, but I already have a perfect Steelix. I'm not raising it to level 50. I'm going to keep it at 40 and we're going to go from there. Yeah. And and I mean, that's that's sort of the tricky thing with some of the Megas is you're going to want to evolve them just for the extra XL candy from raids. Right. 
because for a lot of them, like you, you don't really need the extra damage to win the raid, but there's so many of the Megas that relied on their abilities in the main game to make them useful. Like Medicham is one of those that's like, is that actually gonna do anything for me? <laughs> like the type combination, I guess, is gonna be unique among the Megas, but there's there's a few of them like that too, where it's just like Mega Audino and Mega Slowbro, like after Mega Mewtwo comes out, like, when am I ever gonna use that again? That's fair. I'm also looking forward to the Ultra Beast because I wasn't cool enough to travel to Seattle for the American one, and... Well, I mean, that, that's only one Ultra Beast. The, like, of course, like, getting the whole collection is, is part of what makes the game fun. That's true, but remember, if you're into PvP, apparently Buzzwool is the greatest bug fighting type, even though it's a lie, because my boy Heracross is definitely up there with the best of them. Man, as soon as Heracross gets that moveset, I'm fully with you. Yeah. I mean, it gets close combat, so does it really need superpower? No, but I mean, lunge or power-up punch, those are those are pretty big. It already gets counter. We don't need another counter power-up punch Pokemon in the meta. I'm, I'm just saying, it's, it's nice to have options. Like, Rock Blast was just an improvement because it got a slightly cheaper bait move. It didn't have to go to double close combat every time. <laughs> well, also, it can handle the flyers pretty well with Rock Blast for that super what? effective chip damage. What? It's double weak to fly. Hey, look, man, you haven't lived until, like, you've taken out a Noctowl with a, with a back-to-back Rock Blast, and you're on one HP in a dream with Heracross, okay? <laughs> until Wait, that you've is, done that, that is, you have not lived. That is, you've got to run up a hill for that one. It was it was not a fun time. But I'm excited for Buzzwool. Uh, I like Zergatry because I have... Okay, this is weird. My favorite type is electric, but Flygon is like, you know, the electric counter from the electric counter from Garatina. So it's weird, but I'm definitely looking, going to be looking for like a better, going to be going hard during the Zerkatry spawns because like they're available yeah. in raids plus electric type spawns. And actually useful just as a raid Pokemon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it edges out Zekrom as the best electric, the best non-shadow electric attacker in raids. Yep. Okay, well, Zekrom, perfect. Level 40, you're going to be relegated to dragon duty. Which is fine. I mean, that charge beam. Yeah, and then of course I'm gonna be looking for a better electric so I can evolve my mega, my mega, or I can mega evolve my manic trick. And then I, th- I think it's really funny that like from the last, the last two hours, they had the, they had the squid because I can't say the name, Nihilego. There probably, you go. That's probably the best. I'm gonna say it. And yep. then they have all. Never again. <laughs> I was like, never again. Then they're gonna have the other four ultra beasts at the same time. Can you imagine those that are going to try to organize raids and have like a chat going on? Like if you have like a Facebook or a campfire chat going on, all the flares that's going to be lit up like, Oh, look over here. No, look over here. No, look over here. That's that's why you got to meet up with the friends at the beginning of the day and not worry about it ever again. Okay, step one. I need some friends. Yes. Yeah, step one. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, acquire friends. Step two, make sure we're in the... What if all your friends have different goals? So you gotta make a plan. Okay, but we have a week to... Or we have less than a week to figure it out. You know, by the time this episode goes live. Yeah, it'll it'll be fine. Everything's fine. It'll be fine. Um, the audio is definitely not gonna get corrupted again. The... I mean, I guess the very last thing is just the, uh, the dream scenario for this event is that we all get access to the Great League Buzzwall. But still still no word on that for sure, but 
Did you, as long as you have a ticket. Did you get access to the Great League Buzzwall? Of course I did. Oh, so like in Seattle, the, there was a research where like the encounter was Buzzwall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's that's where all the Great League Buzzwalls came from, is from already starting out under 1500. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Because I, I was seeing on Twitter, like people were trading for it. And so in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, so it can be level 20 and be traded under? Like Tapu Fini? No, so that's that's also why I think it got the outright Great League ban was because it's pretty limited in that regard. Oh, but they didn't ban Cowboy Hat Snorlax. I mean, you gotta you gotta spread the good word of Cowboy Hat Snorlax. Yeah, but yeah, sure that's that's my. I'm pretty sure the dude that hope. runs the Cowboy Hat Caterpie when Twitter was frothing at the mouth, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor him. You'll get your cowboy hat kind of one day, but I, I have faith. <laughs> on that note, I was like, on that note, I think it's good to take a quick little commercial break. Listen to our thoughts about Oreos. My favorite. I was like, my favorite cookie is the, the Chips Ahoy Chewy. But uh, yeah, we'll be back after these messages. Music for this podcast episode has been brought to you by the amazingly talented video game arranger, The Zame. You can find him on Twitter at Zameit or his YouTube channel. Link will be in the description below. Enter the Dragonair's Den has been made possible by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one platform that allows you to create, edit, and distribute your podcast easily and seamlessly. You are able to distribute to Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you would like to give this podcasting stuff a try, Anchor is one of the fastest and easiest ways to start it up. They even have a built-in app that allows you to create podcasts on the go. For more information, visit anchor.fm. I can't wait to give your new podcast a listen. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I, I hear it was a really good one. As the kids say, it was a banger. Oh my lord. <laughs> you were born in the wrong generation, <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to go ahead and go ahead and plug a little bit of the socials you can follow myself on twitter i am at taco dog underscore eight um consider joining our discord to hang out say hi to us and maybe possibly get some team building from other like my other players that happen to do pvp and you know we might host some fun tournaments every now and then if you want to get into if you want to get access to a secret part of the discord quote unquote not so secret consider being a patron we will use this section to uh shout you guys out at the various tier levels so jet now we're going to talk or now we're going to talk uh we're going to kind of jump into gbl info so <laughs> what we can talk you if you been want working on well uh last week i hit legend so that has taken a load off a lot yeah. of the stress <laughs> uh so i got to i got to just mess around at the end of summer cup and lose some elo and not feel bad about it <laughs> Oh. and be ready for the return of Zacian and Zamazenta to the reward pool and make sure I could uh, get some cheesy wins. Oh, that's right. I forget that legendaries can be in the pool when you're up there. 
You would you would know that if you were at rank twenty. Well, see, I'm rank twenty one right now. Oh, jeez. Okay, I. Oh am, my. I am a very, I am a happily, I'm a happily ranked ace. Okay, I was ace mm-hmm. in silk, and now I'm an ace in uh, GBL, and I'm okay with it. It's, it's just, it's just not quite the same. We'll we'll have to we'll have to work on that next season. Please don't bully it. Please don't bully me too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the best info I can give you is probably just what cups not to play, and I feel like that's a big part of this week or this event is just don't play Fighting Cup. It's awful. I heard Fighting Cup was just a joke. It's it's really bad. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we get to we get to come full circle on our discussion of egg Pokemon and have this be another spot where Sneasler shows up and is overwhelming. Also, Buzzwool. You know, I figured, but I thought that, like, no, wait, Sneasler knows Aerial Ace, but I thought Pursuing Sneasel kind of kept it in check with Aerial Ace. I, I think the only thing keeping it in check hilariously is Zen Headbutt Throw. Oh my gosh! Which is a sentence I don't know I ever expected to say, but the, I feel like the most telling part of Fighting Cup, semi similar to flying cup but that at least you have a few options like shatter dactyl yeah of course that like hits stuff hard but you had counters for fighting cup you'll you'll remember for our our factions fields you you could go like 50 (laughs) slots and have 80 points right yeah you can go 12 spots oh my goodness i mean there's a grand total of 50 pokemon allowed but yeah (laughs) after after the 12th ranked Pokemon, it drops significantly. You know, you get to tumble through the 70 point options, another 10 Pokemon after that, and then you hit Scrafty. Like, what about that obscure Galarian, or that obscure Galarian Zapdos? You know, it could Brave Bird. It sure, it sure, oh man, it has Ancient Power listed on there too, it's ridiculous. Or Blaziken, Blaziken can Brave Bird. I think I saw more people running Combuskin just for the peck damage. You know, it's actually not a bad thing. I mean, peck is garbage for energy generation, but whatever it takes to get a leg up. I, I don't know that's giving you a lot over something throwing counter unless you're playing specifically against a Heracross or Buzzwole that, or even the, the Toxie and the Sneezer that resist counter. But it's it's a it's a fun option. It's, I like to see Combuskin do well just because. But yeah, don't don't play fighting. Combuskin is sure doing something. It's it's there, all right. I seen it. I haven't because I haven't played GVL in like t- in about two weeks. Well, now is the time if you're gonna play it all, I guess, because you get that sweet sweet triple dust on the on the wind track. Oh, you well. Here's the thing. I have to win. It, just just once, just one game, you get like three thousand dust. Okay, that's fair. I will do my it's not, best to it's climb. Not too bad. And then get bullied back down into the twenty one hundreds. Then feel at home again. <laughs> my natural living space. But yeah, so I still have a goal to try to at least make it to twenty five hundred. I don't think it's gonna happen. You have you have plenty of time. You have plenty of sets too, because all of the this weekend or double set days oh so i get to instead of losing 25 times i get to lose 50 times i mean i don't know that you would stay in the 2000s at that rate but yeah 
you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean I Just have, go even, it'll be fine. I was like, so we have two and a half weeks till the end of the season, right? Yeah. I think it ends September 3rd or 4th, somewhere around. Yeah, ba basic, basically just through August is, is a good way to think about it. Gotcha. Through August. And if, and if there was anything that you wanted to try within the confines of this meta, like, now is the time to do it. It's like, one more time with feeling, stuff is gonna change. Yeah. This this is it, guys. This is the last damn. Oh, gonna make it very difficult for me now. Let's see here. So the next thing I've got is, um, well, seeing as that you're legend, you're not running a lot of meta picks to climb, are you? I mean, compared to what? Like, uh, my my legend set, I ran a team I saw on Inadequacy inadequances youtube with the non-community day obstagoon in the front with quillfish and trevenant oh that's pretty nifty where i played right after the community day and i ran one set and i saw i want to say three of the teams that just hard lost to obstagoon which was the opposite of what i assumed i assumed everyone would be like ready for Obstagoon, and then I saw three teams that just had no answers to it. I was like, you know what? We're playing Obstagoon today. <laughs> and it uh, it worked out. Like, the set that I hit Legend on, I actually screwed up my swap in my game against Purple Kyogre. So I actually had a shot there, and then lost the very first game of the set, and then ended up winning the next four. I was like, okay, apparently I just needed to get my head on straight and then it was gonna be smooth sailing oh okay okay but yeah in general like i just i like to pick one pokemon that i feel is working really well and build around that there's a lot of good resources now especially through go stadium of meta cores and um just kind of the lines of three that are working well for people and obviously not one of them is gonna beat all of the others but there's definitely stuff that's more to your style and less to your style. Run the unbalanced core for the memes. <laughs> run, yeah, run the, run the ABC or switch out one of the bulkier Pokemon for the shadow version. Like, there's there's a lot of ways to customize. Run Flygon. Hey, Flygon can beat Galarian Stunfist, so not too bad, too bad, too bad if I do say so myself. <laughs> well, I mean, so can Shadow Nidoqueen technically, but it's not the kind of thing I like to rely on. Yeah, it's pretty glass. And I guess that's that's the other half of my team building, is whatever I'm leading, when I know there's some super, super popular meta picks that beat it, I want my then responses for the kind of ABB style. I want them to really win i don't want them just to be the oh pv poke says they win with the with the x i want it to be clean <laughs> <laughs> win with a little mini x no you want the big x i would like a full x i would like a non-bait dependent scenario gotcha so you like to use, so, see what who wins in the zero shield I, oh yeah that's that's super important i i uh, there there are a few losses that I dislike as much as the ones where the counter gets countered just because <laughs> I'm out of shields. Counter gets countered, but if I don't, but if I double shield, or if they double shield, then my counter got countered. So then the counter gets countered with the counter. Did you counter that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you the whole way. <laughs> okay, good. One of us was, because I lost myself in that. It's okay. It'll be fine. So I guess that's going to kind of lead a little bit into our 
community question, and I totally just stepped on whatever you were about to say. I was, I was also on the same page again. Oh, we're, right. we're ready. <laughs> so you can ask this on basically wherever you're allowed to reply in the, um, I guess like on Spotify or yeah, basically Spotify because that's what we have right now. Or feel free to join a Discord and answer our questions. There's a little spot for it there too. What is your favorite Spice Pokemon to use in GBL and why? Feel free to answer it like in Great League, Ultra League, or Master League even. Because the Spice knows no bounds. And we know you like to use Flygon Taco. Yeah, but it can be what like what, meta. What, what else do you like to use and why? So I like to use... I'm trying to think of one. So I've, I've been well, writing some very basic lines recently. Because I'm just trying to climb. But I think I would... I don't know if this is considered spice. But the last spicy mod I used was Surfet as a counter... Just as a counter user. It's a spammy boy. Yes, it is. Night Slash and hope for the boost. Yeah, and as long as you don't show what that other move is. Like, it's it's got some crazy nuke options that can catch people off guard. My my funny part is... Or I remember one time I fought, I fought a Galarian... Or I fought a Surfetch. And my opponent led Bastiodon, switched into Azumarill after I had a move. I guess they were trying to bank the move or whatever. Switched into Azumarill, and uh, well, let's just say it learned it knew Leaf Blade, or my my Surfetch knew Leaf Blade, so it got hit with a lot. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't quite so safe. No, I could only really. I couldn't really pressure Bastiodon other than by using fast move pressure. So I was using Night Slash and Leaf Blade, which I guess is kind of a meta line. I mean, I don't think I don't think a base move set makes a Pokemon meta or not. Like, if if it's already kind of on the edge, I think you're you're also in good company with the Surfetch because I saw some in the finals of regionals for the Play Pokemon events as well. Interesting. I don't. Remember. I said I said some, but there was one. So you can you can definitely go find it. If Asuian Arcanine ever gets released in the Great League, I'm going to use it religiously. I, I mean, that thing that, that thing just that looks Swampert so cool. Wants to say hi. I'm gonna use it. I mean, you can you can just have it as a as a nice answer to all those spots where Mad Cargo has been chewing stuff up. Yeah, but instead of Fire Snail, you have Fire Doggo, but cooler. But also hotter. Yes, because I have to say this at least one time. The greatest Hisuian Pokemon of all time will forever be Hisuian Arcanine. And you can fight me in the comments about that if you want to. I, I don't, yeah, I feel like I had the most reaction to seeing Hisuian Growlithe. Like, even, even learning that Stantler got an evolution, which I... I, I am so thrilled to learn that a bunch of Gen 2 Pokemon are finally getting evolutions that they've needed forever, but like... They're getting a lot of love. It's not all about that, Gen 1. That that pupper, though. You Did you play Legend Arceus? No, I'm, I'm still sitting on it. I haven't played it yet. Honest, I would honestly play it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you will fall in love with Hisui and Growlithe and Hisui and Arcanine. And if you don't... Okay. It was like, and if you don't, then you hate puppies. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, def I definitely don't hate puppies. Okay. Uh, as as for my spice, I've had I've had quite a few seasons now where I ran 
Galvancha as a lead in Great League, and I mentioned earlier that I still need the Hundo for Ultra, but I feel like that's kind of its new reliable home, like outside of specific cups. Like it just it doesn't have quite the same angle on Open Great League that it used to, but that's that's still definitely one of my my top shelf spice picks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but can't Galvantula handle Talonflame and the Walren core really well? Yeah, and I mean, like, it can at least fight back against Trevenant. The issue, of course, being, like, it just can't chunk anywhere near as well with the Volt Switches, and it gets outpaced by a lot of stuff. But playing the bait game with the is he gonna discharge or lunge is, is always fun, and then I, I know, uh, I know our captain got to experience the energy ball in one of his factions <laughs> games as well. So there, there are there are a couple like moveset things. Like I think I saw one running uh, cross poison even in summer cup. So there's 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 some room for a little of the unexpected with the spooter as well. I was gonna say rip Quagsire. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, that. I guess the, the Spooter line reminded me, it does beat the newest Spooter. So if you're oh, having Arachnid, trouble, right. if you're having trouble with the tanky Araquanid, it can, it can change the tide for you. Hear me out. Okay. What if we gave, we had, we had a, um, what if we had a community day for Galvantula, but it got Thundershot? Actually, I mean, that wouldn't do it. <laughs> That no, I, I like it. I like it as a better option than Fury Cutter. Like the one-turn moves that grant energy, I feel like are always a little bit subject to the. How do I want to say this? The the highs and lows of um, go battle lag, where <laughs> the the dragon breath doesn't matter as much for the energy as much as it does just for the damage. Like when you lose a few, whereas if you're running it on like Krussel or Galv like you're you're obviously there for the energy right and I mean I, w I wouldn't go so far as to just say like I would rather have it get some like incinerate clone that takes forever because I feel like that is already kind of the drawback of Galvantula is you can't react as well because like you throw a volt switch and you're in it for four turns but oh yeah let's let's do electro web let's get that going like that's technically not i don't think it's in the game the game files yet no but it should be there's plenty of pokemon that benefit from it <laughs> i know i can think of one pokemon that would benefit really well from it but it hasn't been released yet because i've been playing a lot of sword and shield and reggie alecky is the thing oh yeah the that'll, that'll be a fun pokemon i don't think it will trans transfer over well in pvp because it's it's main gimmick is it's just fast yeah that's it and there's no speed set in this game. Well, it's it's fast, and its ability makes electric moves better. So it also won't have that. <laughs> it's also stuck being worse than Zerkatry, I think, just because its stats aren't there. It gets a lot of its going power, like you said, from speed, and then also the ability that it won't get. Right. So that could be really that could be really interesting. But you know, they haven't released like Kecleon yet into the game, so who knows when they'll release the rest of the Gen Eight Pokemon? Well, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be wading through Alola a little bit. Right. So I guess the next thing is like that is uh, pretty much the entirety of the show. We did plug the socials already, and you can follow me on Twitter at Taco Dog underscore H. Yet you don't have a Twitter. For, I mean. 
who wants a player in this day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll, yeah, you'll have to you'll have to join the Discord or just at Taco if yeah, you want to get to me. If you have a question for either of us, my DMs are open. Or feel free to tweet <laughs> just, at me. Just, just at Taco. Just at me, and I'll <laughs> pass the question along. Uh, please leave us a review. Um, say you don't like Flygon, and then I will fight you in real life uh, with my Flygon. It's a Flygon plushie, but I'll still throw it at you if I can. <laughs> uh, leave us a review. Say you like it, the show, don't like the show. Hey, we'll take any we'll take all the engagement. Share it with your friends, <laughs> your mom, dad, taco, doggo, pato. I'm sure someone will listen. But uh, some gen- moist donut out there will hear us. Someone will like someone will like memes. They're either cringe or they're based. One of the two. We'll find out next week. <laughs> so, uh, Jet, do you have anything else you want to add before we? say goodbye uh i'm just excited to uh start cycle two pretty soon here and get to know our newest teammate and get to see what teams we're actually up against because that was something we kind of had to skip over because there's been a lot of shakeups with the teams i know I was so saying- yeah that's that's I was like, on that note, though, registration does open up uh, next week, or actually this week. So if you're thinking about it, or if you're looking for a faction, throw it out there in the in the Sylph channel. Someone yep. will someone will be happy they, to show you the rope. They got a channel for that, and they scoop people up. There's always teams looking for people. Yeah, some people even want to go create their own, and then go nine and out. Amazing. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, until next time, keep your dragon fangs sharp. Stay out of the icy path, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.